0: Well, it is a privilege uh, to welcome back to AIC Reverend John Bechtel. Many of you have walked with us on a journey over the past couple of years, but you're not aware of the 75-year history of the Kowloon Tong Alliance Church. And it was started in a parking lot uh, 75 years ago, 1939, uh, but with a guy preaching from the back of his car. And that man that was preaching from the back of his car was Reverend John Bechtel Sr., uh, J- Reverend John's uh, father. And they lived here, they spent their their ministry years here, and over the years, they had a wonderful son, Rev. Bechtel Jr, who was born over at Matilda Hospital. Uh, and so he's Hong Kong is home to him in many ways, but the Lord has used him all over the world. He's befriended people like Ravi Zacharias and is partnered with them. Uh, I just heard that he was working with a, a group of house church, uh, pastors, uh, this past week. And it's an amazing testimony his, of his heart for pastors and his heart for the word of God that it would go into all the world. So would you welcome Reverend Bechdel warmly and we'll turn it over to him this morning.
1: You don't know it, but you are my home church. I came to Christ in this church. My father was pastor of this church. One year, I was pastor of this church. That's when I found out I shouldn't be pastor of any church. (laughs) This church is the place where I was in the youth group. There are people here who have known me since I was a little boy, so I better behave myself this morning. Today I want to, first of all, I want to say that little video you saw, thank the Lord, my wife had a bottle of perfume, and it only had that much perfume in it, so I had to fill it up with water, (laughs) but it still smelled good. Today I want to just talk for a little while about our God and how enormous our God is. And how, as it says in the book of the Bible, you don't even know where it is, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, do not despise the days of small beginnings. A lot of times we think we have to do big things. How many of you have heard of a camp called Sundo Camp? Three of you. Ten of you in Fanling. We started Sindo Camp, everybody thought we were crazy. They never heard of a camp. After 40 years, 1.6 million people have been in that camp. 124,000 people have come to know Christ. I went to a Chinese restaurant in Paris, the waiter came out, and I said to him, And he said, whoa, you speak Chinese? Siu <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> Fan I've been to Fan Leng. I said, <laughs> Fan Leng has a big prison. No, I didn't go to the prison. Where'd you go? I went to a camp. I said, I started the camp. I said, you did? That's where I met Jesus. Just a minute. He goes and gets the cook. Cook comes out. They <laughs> said, I said, <laughs> So we started to talk. I said, Have you ever been to Fanling? He said, Yes. Did you go to the courthouse or you go to the camp? Went to the camp. That's the camp I started. He said, that's where I received Jesus. What would you like to eat? (laughs) When you look at me, you know one thing very clear. I like to eat. (laughs) So he served me a big dinner in Paris. And I thought, the more food he brings out, the bill is getting (laughs) higher. And when it was time to leave, he said, because you started the place where I came to Jesus you don't pay anything. So when small beginnings are looked at as nothings, they turn into something after God breathes life into them. And today I'm going to tell you a story. It won't take me too long. When I came here as a missionary, I knew that our goal was to plant churches. Every missionary is told by Jesus to go into all the world and make disciples. Gandan. simple. So when I came to Hong Kong, I came home. I have known some of these people my whole life. So I was so happy to get here. I went from Hong Kong to university to learn something and to Paul to get myself a wife. I brought one back from Kansas who hated rice. In Hong Kong, we eat rice in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night. But we came here with the goal of leading people to Christ and discipling them, planting churches. That's what the missions program is about. That's what I spoke someplace last night about. God has told us to go. Jesus said one word that we all have to obey, go. So I came to Hong Kong. And I met all the missionaries. And the first questions I asked was, how many churches have we planted? And then I was a junior missionary, and the senior missionary, who was 140 years old, I think, (laughs) said to me, do you know anything about Hong Kong? I said, I was born here. He said it is the most expensive place in the world for real estate. There is no way for us to plant churches here in Hong Kong. It's impossible. When you go to Africa, you just look for a piece of land, say, let's build it right there, build a church, finished. Not in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is very difficult. He told me this long story. So I said, well... Will you give me permission to go and look to see if there's any place we can plant a church? Just to look. He said, you are a junior missionary, and you don't know very much. So I said, well, I, I know enough to go and look. Please let me just go look. So he said, okay, but don't buy anything, don't sign anything, don't agree to anything. Come back and tell me. So I said, All right. At that time, there was a place called Meifu Sanchun, 100,000 upper-middle-class people. Those buildings in Meifu Sanchun were so famous that other countries were coming to see how we were going to house middle-class people in Hong Kong, and they came to see Meifu Sanchun. So I drove my car to Meifu Sanchun. And I saw one building that was just being built. So I parked my car and I go back to the building, and there's a man there with a hard hat on and one under his arm. I walked up to him. I said, Joseph. He said, Joseph. He said, Are you the inspector? I said, Yes. <laughs> so he gave me the hat. And we went in and inspected the building. (laughs) Inside the building was a kindergarten, perfect for a church. So after I saw that, I said, thank you very much. Here's your hat. The other inspector will be here shortly. (laughs) So I went back to the big boss, and I said, I found the perfect place. Fu Sanchu, you, 100,000 middle class people. Please let me go see the manager. He said, you're young, inexperienced. You can go. Don't sign anything. Don't agree to anything. Don't even act interested in anything. But go find out. So I go. I go into the secretary, and she says, oh, you can't see him. He's new. I said, oh, he's a new, new manager? Yes. Sent here by Mobile Oil. There's so much corruption in Sanchun. they sent this man here from Columbus, Ohio. He's a big man. And he's very, very tough. And he is conquering corruption. I don't think you want to see him. I said, well, let me, let me just see him. So I go into his office... And when I arrive inside his office, I look and his office is bigger than any office I ever been in in my life. And he is a bigger man than anybody I saw in my life. And his desk is bigger than any desk I ever saw in my life. And everything, he's, he's in his Brooks Brothers suit with his big tie on and he's looking at me. And I'm a little missionary. I have a Hong Kong suit. Hong Kong suit is good, but don't bend over because sometimes the back rips open. So I, I say, hello. He says, hello. What can I do for you? I said, I work for an organization that runs schools. We have schools in Hong Kong, and here we would like to operate a kindergarten. And on Sunday morning, I have a church service. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, it's not important. The most important thing is we run the kindergarten. What did you say? I said, well, I did say that on Sunday morning, uh, if it's all right with you, we'd like to have a church service. He said, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. He said, my wife and I thought coming here was the worst idea we ever heard in our life. I don't like Chinese food. I don't like hot weather. I did not want to come here because my main job is to fight corruption, tough people. But my wife and I are followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has changed our life. So we thought maybe we can go to that place in Hong Kong and start a church. For that kindergarten, in my drawer here, I have 20 applications who have already paid the down payment for that kindergarten. But I'm waiting for someone to come through my door and say they want to start a church. So you come through my door today and say you want to start a kindergarten. Do you want to start a church or not? I said, of course we do. That's why I came here. You don't sound like it. I said, I do. He said, okay. It's yours," I said. Well, what, "What's that mean?" He said, "Well, there is one little thing you should know. It costs thirty-two thousand dollars to jog out to fix the place up and get it ready for the kindergarten. Missionaries have never heard the name thirty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Unknown U.S. dollars." In our mission budget, we had $470 for two years to plant churches. And now I have to go back to the chairman and tell him I found the perfect place. All we need is $32,000. <laughs> He'll kill me. So I went back. And I told him, we have a wonderful opportunity to reach 100000 Middle class people in Meifu Sanchun. Can we do it? He said, How much will it cost? That's the wrong question. I said, It doesn't matter. He said, How much does it cost? I said, $32,000. <laughs> we have four hundred and seventy in our budget for two years. Are you crazy? go back and tell him we can't do it. So I go back. I say to Mr. Zender, in his nice suit, we can't do it. Mr. Zender's face gets red. He stands up. He walks over to me and he says, are you a missionary? Yes. Do you serve God? Do you serve the God who can make blind people see? Yes. Do you serve the God who can take water and make it into wine? Yes. Mr. Bechtel, missionary, I have one question for you. And this question changed my life. He said, how big is your God? I looked at him, I said, my God is big. But he doesn't have $32,000 that he's given to me right now. But I believe he can. So I'll go back and talk to my chairman. I went to the chairman. They had a vote. Five people on the executive committee who know everything. These five people voted three against two. Can't do it. $470, irresponsible. Go tell him no. I said, I'm, I'm never going back to see that man. <laughs> He'll take my head off. Why don't you go tell him? But then, you know, missionaries sometimes come and sometimes leave. You know, they go home on home furlough. And that year, God was so merciful. The three people who voted against going into Sanchun went home on furlough. <laughs> the three who came back to replace them were met at the airport by me. <laughs> and I told them we have the best gay way opportunity we've ever had in our life to plant a church for 100,000 people in Mayfus and June. Before you can leave this airport, I want to know your vote. <laughs> yes. I went back to see Mr. Zender. I said, Mr. Zender... Is that kindergarten still available? He said, I have over 30 applications. I'm waiting for you to come back. I said, here I am. Let me sign. I signed for (laughs) $32,000. All right? It's ours. But we need $32,000. So I go to dinner that night. I went to a Chinese feast. Now, those of you who are Chinese like Chinese feasts. The Guaylos do not like Chinese feasts. Why? Because things are served in a Chinese feast that are undocumented. <laughs> Unknown things are served at Chinese feasts. And all the Saiyans, the foreigners who are at a Chinese feast, take those undocumented food, and we move it around on our plate, and then we shoot it off onto the floor. <laughs> so I, I don't like that. I went to 1,000, that's why I'm this big, I went to so many Chinese feasts. <laughs> sitting next to me is the pastor of the North Point, Shindowui, Dr. Philip Tang, sitting beside me. He just died, I spoke at his funeral in New York a month ago. Anyway, he's sitting beside me. So I'm talking to him and having a good... Then I'm thinking, big church. Why don't I tell him about Mei Fu San Chun? The very night on which I had, in the morning, signed. I said, Dr. Tung, you have a big church? Yes, we do. Have you ever thought of planting another church? Yes, we have. I said, oh, really? How have you done that? He said, we formed a committee. Oh, the, <laughs> I hate committees. We formed a committee. We sent them all over Hong Kong and Kowloon. We found a perfect place. We found a place where there was a kindergarten. And we went in to see the manager, and the secretary said, don't even go see him. Thirty people have already applied for that kindergarten. He has all of the applications in his drawer. We think he's waiting to give the kindergarten to his (laughs) mother-in-law or somebody. Because he won't give it to anybody. So now our committee is looking elsewhere. I said, Dr. Todd, what if I told you this morning I signed the papers for that kindergarten in Mei Fu San Chun. You did? I said, yes. What a wonderful opportunity for you. He said, oh, it is. I said, well, there's something I I must tell you. He said, is it about money? I said, yes. He said, we don't need your money. One of our elders moved into Sanjun and said he'll pay the whole thing so you can start your church. Are you allowed to clap in this church? (laughs) That's the best news you heard this morning. We got the church. The church has now planted two other churches. They've sent missionaries. I was so happy when we started that. I said, how big is your God? Our God can do anything. So I started to drive around Hong Kong. And I came to a place called in Hong Kong over near Aberdeen, Wong Chuk Hang. What a name for a village, Hang. We live in the Hong Kong, you know, it's terrible. So anyway, I go to Hong. I walk up the street, I see the manager, I said, I'm here to plant a church. Can we plant one here in Hong? He said, Yes, of course. Really? Yes. How big is our God? Whoa. We're moving now. Then I get in my little Volkswagen with two other missionaries and I said, Lord guide this little Volkswagen to the next place. We want to start them all over Hong Kong. So we drive along, all of a sudden the engine stops. <laughs> so we get out, open the hood, no engine. Engine's in the back. <laughs> so I'm thinking, why do we stop? I look over, whoa, oh, brand new big side, right beside us, big buildings, resettlement area. I said, hey boys, don't worry about the car. Let's go get another church. We go up there. God is big now. We walk in. Hi, how are you? He said, stop. Chinese have two signals. One, <laughs> come in. Two, <laughs> go out. When you do that to an American, he thinks you're saying goodbye. Anyway, he goes, I said, what's wrong? He said, you're a missionary. I said, how do you know? He says, you could speak Chinese. I said, lots of people can speak Chinese. I don't like missionaries. You're going to like me. No, I'm not. Out. How big is your God? What's going on? So we went outside, and I said, Well, boys, what do you think? We go back to the car. Starts right up. My knee had hit the key and turned the car off. (laughs) But we're back in now. We're driving around. We're thinking, what happened to our big God? Then, about a week later, I had an idea that was from God. Why don't I go to the government office that gives us all, in charge of all the resettlement areas, And see if they will let us go in all of them from the government level. So I make an appointment with Mr. McGregor. Mr. McGregor is a Scottish man, and you know Scottish people are very nice, but they're famous for drinking. When I got to Mr. McGregor's office, his secretary said, You don't want to see Mr. McGregor right now, he's been drinking. They're sending him back to Scotland. There's a new director, a lady named Miss Lum. Many people here know who she is. So this man said, why don't you go see her? So I walk across and into this big office. Secretary's there. I said, I'd like to see Miss Lum. <laughs> you have to have an appointment. Take five days to see Miss Lum. I said, I don't have five days. I have to see her now. I had an appointment with Mr. McGregor. Now I want to see Ms. Love. No. I said, that's okay. I just walk back and forth here. <laughs> Secretary's getting angry by the minute. She says, all right. She goes in. Here's what I hear. Johnny Bechtel is in my office? Nobody had called me Johnny Bechtel since I was a little boy in Kowloon Town Church. Now I'm Mr. Bechtel. Reverend Bechtel. Johnny Bechtel is in my office. Bring him in here. Why do you make him wait out there? I go in. Little lady. Mrs. Lamb. I said, hello. She said, Oh, hello, Johnny. How are you? She takes my hand. Chinese people don't usually do that. Takes my hand. How's your mommy? She's fine, thank you. How's yours? Oh, my my mommy died. How's daddy? I said, he's fine. No, I better not ask that question. (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation in your life when you would cut your right arm off to know who you're talking to? I'm saying, Lord, just tell me, who is this lady? Where do I know her? How come she knows me, my mommy, my daddy, everything? She said, you don't remember me, do you? I said, I remember you, but I can't remember you right now. (laughs) She said, my name is Bertha. I live next door to you in Kowloon Tong. When you were a little boy, I used to take care of you sometimes. Your mother led me to Jesus. Everything I did in my life from that time on was bad. I married the wrong person, my children went crazy, everything. And recently I realized that I have run away from God. So I went to that little church in Wan. I got on my knees and I said, "God, I want you to come back come I want to come back to you. Please forgive me." Of my sins and use me, please. And I prayed that prayer every day, and then I got a call from the government that told me I was in charge of all government buildings. I came in this office, I got on my knees, and I said, Jesus, use me. How big is your God? I couldn't believe my ears. I said, we're going to plant a church in every Sai Ji Kui resettlement area in Hong Kong. She says, yes. Praise the Lord. Thank you for coming to see me. Do you like guk cha or what kind of cha do you want? <laughs> so we had a lovely time together. The only thing I wouldn't eat was balut, no balut. So anyway, she gives me guk cha. She says, let's start. So we planted one church. On Prince Edward Road, we planted other churches all over, and finally I went back to her, and I said to her, what happened to the manager in the place where he told us to go? Because I had told her about him. She said, go there, back to that place. I went back, new manager, nicest man I ever met, anything you want. Because he remembers his boss had trouble with Mrs. Lam. I went back to Mrs. Lam and said, Where's that man? She said, He's in Guntong. I went to see him. This time, when I went in his office, <laughs> come in. What kind of tea do you want? Cook Fa Cha. We sat down. He said, I want to apologize to you for treating you very badly. Please forgive me. I said, I forgive you. He said, I have two estates here in Guntong area. You can have any building space you want in both of them. Just go select them, come back and tell me. I said, you know, I don't want them unless you come to the opening of the first church. He said, okay, I will. So when we opened the church in Guntong, I was the speaker. And he came. And I had this seat right here prepared for him. And everybody there knew when that man came to bring him right here. He came and sat here with his suit and tie on like a good Chinese man. And I spoke that day. And I didn't talk about how wonderful this church is and stuff. I talked about Jesus and how he could know Jesus as his Savior. And I talked to him he asked jesus to come into his life he became a deacon in the gun tong church and i want you to learn from that where we had four churches when we started there are now 132 Way churches in hong kong because a man from america came here as a businessman went to meifu to fight corruption and found me, when I walked in, he taught me the most important lesson I'm going to pass on to you. How big is your God? Who is the God you worship? Is he the God that changes water into wine, that can change a life, that can make lame people walk and blind people see? Is your, or is your God in a little box, and on Sunday morning, oh boy, it's Sunday, I guess I better go to church, and that's it? I want to read some scripture, then I'm done. Here it is. This says it all. It's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give thanks to you and praise your glorious name. Did you hear that? How big is your God? Recently, two years ago, we hired the Hong Kong football stadium. And we invited those people to come. And all these churches started in the Gaolong Tong in a garage on Cumberland Road. When my father went to the Japanese prison camp, there were eight members in that church. We went to the football field two years ago, and the police told us 36,000 people came to celebrate the 132 churches that have been planted by God. Not by me, not by the other missionaries, by God. How big is your God? Think about it. Do you believe God can do things like that? That's, that's about the weakest amen I've heard in my life. Do you believe your God can do things like that? Yeah. All right, that's much better. That's much better. So I want you to know that God is able to do anything. But we got to learn to trust Him. we got to learn to believe Him. We've got to learn to ask Him. And we've got to learn to follow Him. He can do anything. He brought... Ronald Yu, a pastor from Hong Kong, to Guilin, who couldn't sleep in his hotel. He was in a four-cockroach hotel. He moved to a two-cockroach hotel where I met him, and he had six Bibles, and we could give that lady a Bible. God is in charge. You might think you're in charge. You're not. God is. How big is your God? Let's pray. Lord, I pray for these people in this church that has a long history. I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody here this morning who hasn't met you and realized that you're in charge, you are the God of the universe, you are the God of all ability, you are the God that we worship, I pray that you would bring them to yourself today, help them to come to you, confess their sins and follow you and for the rest of us lord have already done that help us to realize how mighty you are how you can do anything if we but ask you to help us and guide us and direct us we praise you for those 132 churches in this city this morning that are having a worship service like this one that can only be done by you god not by anybody who knows anything only by you so we thank you for that I ask you to bless this church. Continue to bring people here to find you to this lighthouse. Help them to send out more missionaries so that people around the world can hear about you. We pray in Christ's name. And everybody said? Thank you very much. I now have to go speak in another church service. So it was so nice to be with you here today. God bless you.